The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. Proudly made in the USA, customizable SeaDeck no-skid traction is non-absorbent, closed-cell EVA specifically formulated for the marine industry. For a free sample and more information, check out www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. And now, it's showtime. the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast, with the noise of the North himself, oh, yeah. Dano the Mano. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Golden Mike Podcast, everyone. I'm Dan Lamano, recording this portion of the podcast from my boathouse studio down here in central Florida, beautiful Lake Sawyer, Windermere, Florida. It's glassy out here. I already rode once today, looking forward to going again. And now it's time for some audio sunshine. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Ronix Wake. For 2017, Ronix has delivered nine of the finest redesigned wake surfers in the industry with a revolutionary new fin attachment system. 13 wakeboards created exclusively for the boat and another seven solely for the park. And Ronix continues to deliver an award-winning line of footwear, always focusing forward on innovation. Be sure to check out RonixWake.com for a look at the entire line of products, team, and a dealer near you. Again, that's RonixWake.com. All right, so happy 4th of July, everyone. Hopefully you guys all celebrated safely and smart out on the water. Just like George Washington, though, I cannot tell a lie. I am actually recording this pre-4th of July. Today is Monday the 3rd. I do have plans for the 4th of July, and I just figured it'd be easier to, to get this finished a little bit earlier than I normally do. I've got some awesome plans for the 4th of July. Actually, I was invited to come over to Sean Murray's house and perform and announce and hang out. They're going to be doing a little ski show for their lake, so I always enjoy having some fun like that. Murray's been calling me for years asking me if I'd come over and do the ski show, but... Uh, Never been able to make it happen. This year I'm back in Orlando for the 4th of July, so very exciting. He's still looking at the lake. Man, it is glassy out here. i got to get another set in. My guest today, folks, it is Dallas Friday. I've wanted Dallas on my podcast for a long time. She is a legend in the sport. Arguably, she is the woman that put women's wakeboarding on the map in general. We recorded this over at her house on Lake Holden in Orlando, Florida. Should have been about a 30-minute drive for me to get over there, but man, Orlando traffic is so bad. I used to live over on that side of town, you know, over by downtown, and it's almost like they are always doing construction and working on the roads, and there's too many people. I love living over here. I know I'm a ways away from all of the action in downtown, but uh, I see the fireworks from Disney every night, and I don't have to deal with all of the crazy traffic. Anyways, I was at Dallas's house before we recorded the podcast. She took me out for a barefoot run behind her 22 Malibu MXZ. I didn't realize how fast that thing was going to pull. The conditions were super duper crummy out there, but I wanted to get the shot. So it was cool. She's a mom. She had her baby out there with us. She's also pregnant. She's got another one coming. When we did record, you're going to hear a little bit of thunder in the background. It was storming out. Luckily, we got off the lake before the storm came through, and it was cool just to have Dallas driving me, and she said that I was the first person she's ever pulled barefooting. She's a pretty good driver. So just a little recap, I had last weekend off. It's going to be my only weekend off for the entire summer. I've got events going all throughout the uh, the rest of the season. That's all good. I'm stoked on that. I had an opportunity to get out on the water. I've been skiing a little bit. I rode the kneeboard. I went out and I slalom skied. I trick skied. I barefooted. And I'm just having a good time out there. I'm looking forward to uh, to maybe getting out on a wakeboard pretty soon here. I do have an event coming up. We got the Evolution Pro Series 
coming up this weekend, so post-4th of July. I'm going to get back from that event, and we've got Feet on Fire planned, so hopefully that goes off without any issues. That's going to be July 12th in Orlando, and then I'm going to head home to Illinois. That's right. Uh, We've got the Malibu Boats Rider Experience going to be happening right over the border in Wisconsin, Kenosha, also a longtime stomping ground of mine. So I am just looking forward to all of that. Plus, I've been getting a lot of you guys reaching out to me. I got some of those Golden Mike podcast hats still for sale. If any of you guys are interested, just shoot me an email, and I'll shoot you some photos if you haven't seen them yet. Otherwise, uh, just pick a color. Boom. Hook it up. All right, guys, before I do move any further, I want to remind everybody the Golden Mike podcast is brought to you for free twice monthly on the first and third Wednesday of every month. I'm giving you a bonus episode this month. Be sure to find us and listen to us on demand anytime online at noiseofthenorth.com, SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. Just search the Golden Mike podcast. Basically, any uh, Android device or smartphone device, just look up the podcast app that they have on there. Search the Golden Mike podcast. Find us, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Email me again if you guys have any issues. To keep this podcast no charge to you, the listeners, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, GoPuck, Malibu Boats, Rockstar Energy, C4 Belts, CWB Board Company, Lead Wake, Ronix, O'Brien, and Slingshot Wakeboards. Follow me on social media, Instagram at DanoTMano, on Twitter at TheDanoTMano, and at the Golden underscore Mike. And be sure to like the Golden Mike podcast on Facebook. You guys can always reach me through email, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. And on to today's audio montage, which is from stop number two of the 2017 Malibu Boats Rider Experience and the WWA's Southern Wakeboard Regional Championships and is brought to you by Malibu Boats. Be sure to follow the entire Malibu Evolution Pro Series this summer, kicking off in Malibu's backyard down in Tennessee with the Malibu Factory Smoky Mountain Pro. Stops 2 and 3 of the Evolution Pro Series this year will go international from beautiful Vienna, Austria, September 1st through the 3rd, for the Vienna Pro, which will include wake surf divisions, and the series caps off in Shanghai, Japan, later on in September. Follow all the action and check out the entire lineup of Malibu Boats at MalibuBoats.com. Now enjoy this audio montage, and I'll be back with a four-time X Games gold medalist and the only Toad Water Sports athlete to ever win an ESPN SB Award, Dallas Friday, right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Master B. Friday, professional wakeboarder for the Malibu team, and we're out here at the Rider Experience. It's pretty great. Everybody's getting so much better. It's it's cool to see, man. It's cool to see the sport progressing, and we're out here killing it. Hi, my name is Allison Laverack. I'm nine years old, and I live in Wake Forest, North Carolina. I just won the Junior Girls Division at the Riders Experience. Hey, my name's Kara Austin. I just won Masters Women's Division and super stoked to be out here this weekend. The conditions were awesome and awesome to see all our students riding. Well, be sure to check out the Shredhanar Wake Classic Series, July 22nd. What's up, I'm Ashton Nyborg. I'm from Apex, North Carolina. I just won the Women's Wake Surf out here at the Malibu Riders Experience. And that wave behind the Malibu was really pushing today. It was awesome. Hello, my name is Rexon Nabbit. I'm eight years old. I'm from Northville, North Carolina, and I just won junior boys. I'm super happy to be here, and I ride for STP Wake. Hey, my name's Toby Jacobson. I'm 10 years old from Orlando, Florida. I ride for Byerly Boards. I just took a win at the Malibu Boat Experience in the Boys Beginner Division. Hey, I'm Jordan Wolf. I live in Charles Ford, North Carolina, and I just took a win at the Malibu's Riders Experience. This is my first win at the WWA, so really pumped about that. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Steven Pierce, Malibu Team Rider. We're out here for the 2017 Malibu Riders Experience. Um, Out here, great conditions on Lake Norman today with tons of uh, 
young riders out here to rip and have a great time. Um, lots of good riding from the junior pros so far and looking forward to the rest of the day. Hey, this is Robbie Mushhaupt out here at the Riders Experience. Can't wait for the wake surfing tomorrow. Pass a handle. Hey, um, I'm Jordan Wolf, and this is my first Malibu Riders experience, and I'm just blown away. It's just an awesome event, and I'm so glad that I came and could be a part of it, and I'm so ready to go to another. Hey, I'm Bo Lyman. I'm 12 years old from Warsaw, Indiana. I'm super stoked to take the win out here at the Riders Experience in the men's wake surf division. My name is Francisco Cabezas, weight skate champion for the third or fourth time. Um, having a great time, Malibu Riders Experience. It's a great event. You can come out, wakeboard, wake surf, wake skate at one event, one location at the same time and watch all the action go down. My name's Tanner Finney. I'm nine years old. I'm from Cornelius, North Carolina. Just won the Juniors Boys Beginner Division and I'm stoked. Hi, I'm Joy Manning from Goodview, Virginia, down here at the WWA uh, Wakeboard Regionals for the Southern Region. Um, I just took first place in the Women's Veterans and super excited to be riding out here. Hey, this is Elisa Topper from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm 22 years old. Happy to be out here today and uh, happy to take home a first place in Amateurs Women Division. Happy to go to Nationals, woo! Hey, it's Woody White here at the South Regionals. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky and super stoked to take my uh, third year in a row win. It was super awesome out here and stoked to take first. Hey, Amber Wing here at the second stop of the Riders Experience. So much progression, so many all ages, all levels. It's great to see everyone having so much fun on the water. Not only is the water packed with riders, but the bank is packed with spectators, family, friends. It's so great to see. Hey, this is Dale Cartwright, 44-year-old veteran. Glad to get my second regional championship under my belt. and looking forward to nationals and worlds. Thank you. What's up, guys? I'm Adam Fields here out in Charlotte for the regional WWA uh, qualifying event. It was fun. I can't wait for nationals and worlds. It's just going to be an awesome year being back on the water, uh, having a blast with everybody. And uh, I run a wakeboard school, and all my riders today got first. Uh, that was pretty awesome as well. Hey, what's up? I'm Chad Sharp here. We are at the Malibu Rider Experience South Edition. Um, it's been a great weekend so far. Uh, Friday, we got a free ride Friday going on. Everyone came out, rode the boats, got their speeds dialed, you know, worked on, saw how the wakes were, and then moving into today, everyone was all dialed in. Some awesome riding from all divisions. Just saw some. Great runs in Junior Pro Man, a uh, couple doubles in there, heel nines. It was a very impressive day, day to watch. How's it going, guys? Parker Segley here, Malibu Team Rider. Yeah, everyone killed it. We saw some doubles, saw some mode fives, and everyone just went out and slayed it. It's going to be a tough one to choose, so we'll see. Hey, my name is Finn Bullock Womble. I'm 12 years old. I'm from Mebane, North Carolina, and I won the boys 10 to 13 division. It was super tight because everyone was killing it. The conditions were prime and it was just a fun event. Loved it. Thanks, Malibu. Hey, I'm Shannon Sahimbas. I'm from Orlando, Florida. I was competing in the junior women's here today at uh, South Regionals, and I got first. It was a great day. What's up, guys? I'm Joey Gallagher. I'm 16 from Deerfield Beach, Florida. I'm pumped to win junior men division at South Regionals. It was a great time, and everyone rode awesome. The winner of the Junior Pro Men Wakeboard Division here at the Malibu Rider Experience, Tyler Hyam. Yeah, the final was hectic. Everyone, everyone was laying it down. Elliot was back-to-back -back doubles, and I just went out there, tried my best, and ended up taking the win. The wake was awesome. Hey guys, Tara Mikasich here at the Malibu Rider Experience Southern Region. Um, it was such a great day. It was gorgeous out. We had a great crowd. I could hear everyone cheering from the shore. Lots of fun was had behind, especially the 25 LSB. Man, that boat was awesome. And our crew from Malibu just like, we worked so hard and like judged and drove and like the WWA put on such a great event. And I just, you know, it's cool to see everyone working hard and all the families enjoying it so much. Lead wake bags are designed with wake surfers and wakeboarders in mind. Lead wake bags are designed perfectly to be stacked and placed in tight spaces. Custom designed lead wake bags are easy to shift around in your boat and will help clean up any wake without having to fill excess water bags or move your friends around. You can buy lead wake in multiple sizes, but I recommend the 50 pounders and so do some of the biggest names in wake, including Danny Harp and Sean Murray, just to name a couple. Lead wake ships free anywhere inside the U.S. You can find out more and order online at leadwake.com. That's L-E-A-D-W-A-K-E.com. Leadwake.
presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. It's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the North, Dano the Mano. You broke into the to the wakeboard scene around. You started competing around 2000, 2001. I was twelve. Okay, when so I first got on the wakeboard because I quit gymnastics at twelve, and my first set on the board was at twelve. But um, I turned pro at 13. So how were you introduced into wakeboarding? Um, well, I I got caught cheating in gymnastics, like in the push-ups. <laughs> and he's like, how do you Friday, get push- your ass out of the gym. How do you cheat in Come push-ups? Come back in 10 days if you want to be here. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just wanted to see if I could get away with it. Even though I could do the push-ups, it was more just like, I don't know. That was just me. And then in those 10 days, he told me to you know, not come in. My brother took me wakeboarding. And I think that's just when the light shined and it was like, wow. So your brothers, they introduced you to it. They were doing it Mm -hmm. before you were. They were definitely doing it before I was like on the weekends. My dad had a a ski boat. And, um, I think because I was at the age of 12 and I was like getting into boys and they took me out. And of course I wanted to go and do what they did. And, you know, I absolutely loved it. And the fact that they like just wanted to push me like go outside the wakes, like, you know, pulling on the rope in the line and, um, you know, telling me to try things that I should have had no business doing. But, you know, it definitely pushed me. And it was something like, man, I I really like this. Like, so how quickly I decided not to go back to the gym, like after that 10 days. So Um, so just like that, you just got you were done with gymnastics. Yeah, well, I just I saw it was like all of a sudden my eyes were open that there's you know, I could be, I could get into diving. There were different things, but wakeboarding was different because it's not like, you know, one routine and one style and one way to judge. Wakeboarding, it's like, you can kind of create it and do it however you want to do it. But you're so young at this point. I mean, were you watching other pro riders or were you no, watching? No, I anybody? didn't know anything about it. And I was like, I remember when my brother first asked me to go, I was like, I don't want to wakeboard because I was always like competitive and athletic. So it was like, what would I want to do next? And they're like, try wakeboard. I'm like, that's not it. I'm not going to try that. It's like, then I went out there, boys on the boat, got, got on the water and just loved it. Like, So did your family have a boat? Yeah, we still have it. It's a, just an old skiing antique, 86, 2001. Um, my dad what? will never sell that thing. But um, One of those boats that'll stay in the garage forever. Ever. <laughs> it, it's been redone like he had the whole thing redone and we have not put in the water since it's his baby yeah and he won't let my brother take it out well i i get it i understand he used to pull the plug though to fill it with water because my dad wouldn't let us put fat sacks in it right it sounds like your parents come from a bit of a water ski background um yeah well my dad always skied and uh he loved being out in the boat but um my mom was a show skier at sea world famous show skier and it was in jaws three they're like, really? They're like, well, what did she do? I was like, she was a shark. I'm just kidding. So <laughs> she what was did she a, do? She was like on the top of the pyramid. And I, I don't even know if I've ever seen it. Jaws 3. Really? Honestly. Not okay. the full thing. No. So so not to get totally off subject, but mom was on uh, on the big screen. Um, I recall you were on TV too, like Disney Channel, Kim Possible or something I've, like that. There's been so many different magazines and TV coverage and commercials that, you know, nowadays you don't see wakeboarding touching, you know, that mainstream side. And I so wish it would, it would really help the sport grow on the women's side of things. But, um, man, I was just lucky and fortunate. It just kind of fell into my lap. It's kind of crazy from the Kim possible to Cheetos commercial to, um, teen Vogue, um, Cosmo girl, even rolling stones. Uh, Sports Illustrated for kids, so Men's Journal, like so many different magazines, and um, you don't really see wakeboarding touching that mainstream outside of our industry. Well, wakeboarding nowadays. definitely, when you broke in, I mean, it was still just. Growing. I think the X Games was a huge thing, right? Um, right. It being in uh, the X Games, Gravity Games, the Vance Triple Crown was around. I actually wrote down some of your earliest uh, credentials, so. Your rookie year was 2000, and then in 2001, and you did pretty well your rookie season. I mean, you ended up, like, top five. My first year, I turned pro at 13. My first year, I did not make it into one finals all season long, 
And then they had this contest called the America's Cup, and it was down at Lake Okahili. And it was the only time they've ever had the America's Cup, and it was an event where all the boat companies um, actually were a part of it, and the rider picked the boat they wanted to ride behind. And that's actually how I got started with Malibu. And um, I ended up killing it, like standing up my run finally, and took the win, and I think it was like a $6,000 check they handed me, and not too long after that, a, a contract with Malibu, and it was okay. kind of crazy. 13 years old, a $6,000 check. What I do know, you do? right? What do you do with it? My parents said I could have 10% of that check. Okay, so $600, that's a lot of money. my room, that's what I wanted, like a CD player, like Bose thing, like I can't remember, but... Something that uh, something that you probably get for oh, and free. Oh, candy. And I was like, you know, I want to buy candy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then the following year, uh, X Games, Gravity Games, uh, World Cup, you win the Malibu Open, the Pro Tour, the Vans Triple Crown, uh, Ford Ranger Pro, uh, Cable, Cable Wakeboard Nationals, and X Cup. And I don't know if I missed anything from... I wouldn't even know if you were... <laughs> And I don't want to like, obviously, I know you're very humble about this, but yeah. you were going bigger than everybody else. And it wasn't about that, though. It wasn't about winning the contest. And I, I think that's, you know, I met Ferraro early on, Mike, Mike Ferraro. Ferraro. And, um, you know, he knows how to get uh, anything out of me and really push me. And being a gymnast, you're super competitive. But when you link with someone that can push those buttons and knows what to do to motivate you and you use those tools and listen like I I felt like anything was possible it was like I saw my dreams already happening I, I knew that I could be an X Games champion I knew that I was going to be a world champion and as crazy as it sounds like halfway through my career I knew that one day I wanted to be in the ESPN body issue and I knew that it would happen you know but 10 years earlier like I don't know I just always visualized and worked hard and and lived the dream, I guess. I, I want to talk about Mike Ferraro. Talk about getting linked up with Mike Ferraro, when that was, how how you linked up, and then also what it what it's like and what it means to, to ride with him, what it does for an athlete. Mike, I met at OWC because I wanted my parents were like, well, my brothers told my parents that, you know, you should get her lessons. She could actually be good. And I was totally down. I was like, I just wanted to learn stuff, you know? And they're like, the best guy is Mike Ferrara. Mike didn't really want to see me ride yet. Like, he's like, she's too young. She's beginner. But finally, I think they convinced him to pull me. And I was just like throwing tantrums, couldn't do wake jumps. But I think he saw that drive and that I'll do whatever it takes, like um, driven mentality and... um you know, decided to work with me and, you know, told my parents that, you know, bring her in once a week and we just started there and um, he's been my, my mentor, my boss, the pain in the ass, <laughs> um, love-hate relationship, but honestly, like, anything that I need an answer to in my career as far as you know, what tricks to do in a contest, this sponsor, that sponsor. He's my go-to guy. He'll tell me the truth. And um, I always don't like to hear it, but he's always got my back and watching out for me. For you to actually stick with this guy for close oh, to two Oh, the guy decades. that told me, stop embarrassing yourself. Like, you, like, you should just quit now. Like, why are you going to come back from an injury worse than what you were? But he said that because he knew that I wasn't going to take that. Like, no, that's not going to happen. But at the time, like, I hate him. He's such, like... You know, almost making me second guess myself, but um, I love to prove him wrong. Right. And, uh, you know, once he told me, he's like, Dallas, I'm going to deny it till the day I die, but I'm actually going to say I'm kind of impressed. And this was just recently, so it took like almost 20 years for him to say that. I want to find out like some of like the fun stories riding with a guy like Ferrari. Oh because, my gosh, because so you've seen so many riders come and go, and you've seen him. I'm sure make people swim back to shore or pull practical oh, jokes he on would people. Tease me all the time. So, Still does. Um, anything stand out? I always try to get. Stuff I always about. wanted to drive his car all the time because I didn't have a driver's license, but every teenager wants to drive a car. And um, I'm like, what do I have to do? We'd be driving down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, 
to go wakeboard for the weekend. I'm like, I just want to drive your car. What do I have to do? Tell me to climb all the way up the tree. I do that. Come back down. Nope, still wouldn't let me drive the car. So I ended up taking his car and his keys while he was in the boat pulling the skiers and went up to the gas station. So then my next set, he was so mad, he couldn't believe I did it. And I was all nervous, like, yeah, I took his car. And I got back and he's like, all right, let's go for a wakeboard. And then he left me all the way at the end of the lake when I fell, where I had to walk like on the little island part with all the sticky things, like no shoes, gaiters. Oh, it was awful. So bad. So it's like Ferraro, it's okay for him to pull practical jokes on people. Oh, the classic (laughs) one is, okay, you got to pee in a cup and tell Fat Andy at OWC that it's lemonade and get him to drink it. Or I'm going to pull over and you got to go out and you got to step in some cow poop, you know? And I was ready, all in, you know? But he'd never follow through. It's no secret that the summer of 2016, you missed a majority of the summer. You just had your, your first baby and... And you showed up the last contest of the year, which was the World Championships. And you don't have to qualify into Worlds, right? Because you've won it so many times. You, I think because I was like top three on the Queen of Wake coming prior in. or something. I'm not sure. Anyways, you showed up at the World Championships. No one has seen you in a year. Yeah. No one was expecting me to ride in it. But I knew from day one I wanted to ride in at least one event just for myself and to prove that I do want to continue wakeboarding. And um, I didn't know what event that would be. And everyone's like, just take off the year. You don't need to ride in it. It's like, no, I want to. It's what I do. It's what I love to do. How are you able to, to get back so quickly? And like, what was the training regiment like? Honestly, it's all experience. I think from doing it from for so long and competing for so long, doing your contest run is like, you know, it's, it's just like walking. You don't forget it. Like, I'd much rather... It was more comfortable for me to go out and do my contest pass than it was to start just doing wake jumps, grabs, different, you know, 360s and stuff like that just because I have that muscle memory and just that... Even the mentality going into an event. I know the preparation uh, mentally, physically. Um, was your body ready? Yeah, I could handle it. I listened to my body pretty well and... I knew that I could definitely handle it and um, I wasn't going to put anything at risk, but, and, 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 and I, and I knew too, like, you know, if you're smart about this and you prepare properly, like you can go and win this event, but just go and have fun and just, you know, don't put any pressure on yourself. And that's what Mike told me all weekend. I kept calling him. He's like, stop bugging me. (laughs) And uh, he's just like, go out, have fun, be smart. I'm sitting here and I'm looking around like your house and I'm seeing like all of these trophies and all of these credentials and I just like where does the 2016 World Championship title sit among the numerous other uh, titles and victories that you've had? You know, I knew I was in the top three and um, I could see it going any way. All three girls rode really good. Um, but to walk up to the Rockstar uh, leaderboard and before I got there, I think it was Ramey was like, looked up and she's like, you won. And I was like, I was like, no way. I was like, don't mess with me. I was like, hmm. and then she's like, you won. And I was like, coming closer. And I was like, what? I look up and I was just like, you know, and I just like, at that moment, I just looked in, up in the sky and I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like he's carried me this whole season. And, you know, without him, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. And he's my strength. And, um, He's my confidence, and um, I just thank God, and and then I was just really excited. I couldn't wait to call Mike, my mom, my boyfriend. So who um, gets to call first? My Mike? grandparents, you know, and especially Georgia, like to know that I don't know, like coming back after it's all for her now. Who are some of the folks like when you were coming up, uh, especially in your early days, the riders that you looked up to, guys or girls? You know, J.D. Webb always comes first into my mind. Not only did I have a crush on him when I was little, I was in love with him, um, but he still kills it today. And I have mad respect for him. And he's one of my favorite riders to watch all time. Uh, Murray, Parks, Danny, um, all those boys. Um, Nowadays, like, I love Shoda. I love watching him ride. Shoda kills it. Steel. 
Rafi, um, Raf, Jerome. So, um, it, did you get any of your style from any of those riders? Like back at like some of the earlier guys you were talking about, did you base any of your tricks off of them, or um, did you like try to like focus your style? Like I think we all had a certain style because wakeboarding was in a different stage, and you know ropes were longer and wakes were smaller and wider and it was really a more slalom style more arc you were using um so the tricks were different like people would go out in the flats a lot and there were like more Rayleigh based tricks and glides and um you know front mobs out in the flats like it wasn't all wake to wake and like it is now mostly but um I think my style just kind of came from just where the sport was, like with the rope lengths and the size of the wakes. And then also I just love to charge it. And that's just how I learned. You obviously pushed the girls to uh, to, to take their riding to the next level, uh, no doubt. But when you broke in um, and you started having your success and you were at that young age, um, how did the how did the other girls uh take it basically is what I'm saying I I don't really know how they took it and I didn't really look at it like that I mean I wasn't always just trying to be better than them or anything like that or one-up them it was just more you know how big could I go and um you know on whatever trick it may be like even if it's a back roll why not do a back roll out in the flats why not do rap KGB out in the flats tantrum to fakie out in the flats like that was just me and um you know over the years my style and tricks have changed a lot because wakeboarding's changed a lot and um but I still think I have that um aggressive still ride a long rope um style let's um talk about the x games you won it for your first time in 2001 then you won it another three times a total of four x games gold medals plus you pretty much medaled every other year whether it be silver or bronze so um talk about how special the x games were to you and like wakeboarding in that time in general oh it's it's so crazy um so surreal to think back huge events it would be the biggest event of the year and um just being involved with the other extreme sports and it being a live event too um, and the buildup they do and the commercials they would fly you out prior to the contest for. And I definitely felt the pressure. That's when I actually was nervous somewhat because there was so much buildup. And, you know, winning two X Games gold, it's like, will she win a third? You know, and it's um, it's, it's a lot of pressure. But It's all about the story, right? Yeah. But it was, it, I mean, seeing fans with signs like, I love you, Dallas, or, you know, whatever it may be, it's it's the whole setting was totally different than the norm, you know? Um, And you just wanted to go out there and do your best. And, you know, that's just what I go as big as you can, not hold back, have a game plan and just get it done. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break right there to talk about one of Dallas Friday's longtime sponsors and a great supporter of the Golden Mike podcast. I can only be talking about performance ski and surf. Well, since 1989, Bill Porter and the crew at Performance Ski and Surf have been the first stop in Orlando for wakeboarders and water skiers looking to gear up while shredding the legendary waters of Central Florida. Performance has all the top brands like Ronix, Slingshot, O'Brien, and more. Plus, their staff is knowledgeable because they're towed water sports enthusiasts themselves. You can see it all online at perfski.com or just stop by next time you're in Orlando. Performance Ski and Surf is just minutes away from the Orlando Airport and only one mile from the Orlando Water Sports Complex and Freedom Wake Park. So stop by, tell them I sent you, ask about the Dano deal of the day. Maybe you'll run into one of your favorite Performance Ski and Surf sponsored pros who frequent Perf Ski all the time. Once again, check them out online at perfski.com, Performance Ski and Surf. Now let's get back at it with my guest, Dallas Friday, right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Let's talk about the ESPYs. Um, you're the only wa- Toad Water Sports athlete to ever win 
in SB. You won the SB award for best female action sports athlete. And that is, that's pretty special. Do you remember some of the other girls who were up for the award that particular year? What year oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, that was Hannah Teeter. Um, geez, Dallas. Who else was up for it? But I didn't think that it was, you know, it was like two snowboarders and a surfer, maybe a snow skier and me. So you had no clue that this SB is coming. Like how, what's the, what, what happens? How does this all come about? Well, my mom was pretty much my business manager and took care of all my sponsor sponsorship stuff and emails and, you know, occasionally get crazy emails like the SBs and ESPN um, emailing me and nominating me. And I wasn't really familiar with, you know, the SB awards because I was young and I didn't really watch basketball and all those mainstream sports. And, um, you know, to find out I was nominated, it was just like, wow, and there's an award show and everything I get to go to. Like, it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, I think once the wake industry heard about it and they knew what big deal it was, they really got, um, got the industry to back it up and vote and, um, to actually see it on the board that I won, like best female action sport Dallas Friday, like was just what, what did that do for your career? What did that do for wakeboarding? Like, do you from I, that? Did you see more? Did you see board sales go up? Did you see vest sales go up? I mean, or boat I, sales. Or at anything? that time, I didn't know anything about sales. You know, that was not my. You know, you were just riding, athlete. Athlete riding, competing. Mom did money business. As far as sales go, like I, I didn't have a clue. Um, your job was literally to stand up. <laughs> Yeah, and just and do what I do best, which was ride and compete, and uh, maybe interact with your fans a little bit and stuff. Oh, I love I love doing that, and I still do today. And you know that the amount of fans that would be at these events and cards I would sign and pictures I would take—it was just really humbling and such a cool feeling. And what do you um, think that the wakeboard industry needs to do to get back to that point? I mean, I, I mean, you you were there. You've seen what you've seen what shoulder to shoulder wakeboard contests oh. are like, and now the wakeboarding yeah. is better well, than after, ever. After the ESPYS and you know around the X Games, that's when like the Rolling Stones and Men's Journal and you know all these outside industry opportunities came up, and um, I really think that helped my career for one, but also push the sport of wakeboarding and bring it to more people's eyes of what it is. And, um, you know, I'd love to see that today. I mean, how cool would it be to see Grub and Rolling Stone? Right. Or I'm trying to think who in the ESPN body issue, but <laughs> probably Grub then in that too. But, um, you know, just getting outside the industry, I think really helps um, grow the sport. Sometime around 2010 or 11, um, you ended up suffering an injury, and you had to take uh, two seasons off, I think. Was it two I think seasons? more than that. At 2006, I did my femur, and then 2010, I did my ACL, MCL, PCL, meniscus, patella tendon, which was the worst injury I've had to date. But um, yeah, I was out for the season for that, too. Or how are you? And there able- were a few other years that I might have uh, meniscus tear or small little injuries that put me out from being able to compete the entire season. How are you always been able to um, overcome these injuries and and these hurdles? Really, my drive and the fact that I know that I can and I want to, and I love it. It's it's all I know. It's what I do. And um, you know, there will be a day that I think that. I will all of a sudden know that, okay, maybe I don't want to compete, but I'll still have that passion and that love for wakeboarding. But that day is not coming up anytime soon. <laughs> uh, do you, do you see yourself uh, ever like being like event organizer? Do you have any ideas mm, for like contests I mean, or anything? I honestly, like I get asked a lot, like in the last year, especially after having my first baby and now my second, like, so do you miss riding? Are you going to still ride or compete? And I'm like, I almost get mad when they ask me that because it's like, well, of course. Yeah. Like that's, that's always the game plan. Like, why wouldn't it be? What else would I do? 
or do you not think I can? But um, it's not like I had a bad season or, you know, my career came to an end or uh, an injury that, you know, couldn't get me back to my potential, you know, or where I was. I could always get back to where I was. And then the best was being able to surpass that. Sure. Just, we'll just cover a couple more things here before before we finish up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think everybody is interested in the ESPN uh, magazine body issue. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure everyone. One thing talks I hate talking about is like contest wins and uh, I don't know the ESPYS and of course the ESPN body issue. I don't know talking about myself. I know, but they want to hear. It. We want to hear it, Dallas. So uh, come on, girl. And well, so uh, okay. First of all, who is the lucky photographer? <laughs> Joking. For but. those who know me, like I'm break the ice. Like I'm I can be a real professional and just to have the opportunity, like I was not, you know, I was going to take full advantage of it and wanted to do what I do and be in the zone and, you know, set the scene and show the world what wakeboarding is and um you know, despite being nude it was like when I was riding I didn't even think of it like that it was like get that grab poke that yeah (laughs) you know um Jason Lee shot it we used to be roommates um it wasn't awkward at all um we had a small crew where did you guys shoot and and Blue Lake Pat set it up so so it was pretty private it was pretty private but there were truckers like moving their sand dunes and stuff and it's kind of funny um, so it just get to a point and where you're like, I don't care. And it was freezing. It was February, but I, we live in Florida, and it's not that cold, but it was a cold day in February. I mean, it was like huddled up in jackets, and you wouldn't be out on a boat. So to take off my robe and ride, it was like, I don't want to fall. How many sets did you guys take? I probably took about four sets. But me and Jay Lee, uh, the photographer, I mean, we really wanted to do it right, and... Um, get it done so prior he came over I wore a wetsuit because it was cold but I wore a bikini over it and then we'd start working on what tricks and what grabs and what angles he needed to be at that I'd be covering the private parts and that would work so that when we got to the shoot it wasn't like you know we already had the tricks picked out we knew what would work and what wouldn't work so um it, it went great what were the what were some of the tricks that you were doing? What, so, Indy Shifty, um, he was on a tube, mostly shots from behind or in front, or he was riding doubles with me, um, and I'd be going over him or he'd be behind me. Indy Tantrum, Indy Front Roll, they wanted something that, um, at first they said inverted, and then they said grabbed, and then they wanted something that had showed no stickers. So we had a wide range of stuff for them to pick from. Um, and then to see that they came out with the carving shot, but I mean, that's a sick shot, but there was some pretty, pretty amazing stuff we got, but, uh, it was a great experience. How long did you know about it? And how long did it take you to get your body prepared for that? It was hard because usually in the season, I'm in a different type of shape, like in the summer, like from riding. And that's where those riding muscles come in. But it was like just the start of, you know, the new year. So I wasn't really competing tons and riding tons because it's the off season. So um, I did a lot of gym workouts, uh, boxing, jump roping, but not as much riding as I wished I could have done. But all in all, you were you were very happy with with what came out of it. I'm sure. Oh yeah, it was fun. There was lots of laughs. I know there's people who like to just get angry and say things about things were there anybody that kind of was yeah, upset there was about someone, you doing it well I was really kind of hurt when I got uh someone commented on my Instagram disappointed to see me be a part of it and you know saying as a role model you know that's not you know what young girls need to be inspired to do but I think it was tastefully and, done well, the, that's the thing. It's always been a dream of mine not to be naked in a magazine. It has nothing to do with that, but to just grow the sport and like be able to get the sport of wakeboarding out there and to be a part of it and the body that God gave me that's allowed me to do this for a living and to show it off. It's, it's such a cool magazine, The Body Issue, to flip through and look at these athletes and just see how, you know, perfectly created 
um, God made them to do what they do. And, um, you know, some might not always be, you know, the best looking, but their body is made to make them be the best at what they do. You know, I, I think it was done in a tasteful way. And I think that you probably inspired more women than, um, I hope so. Turn, you know, I hope so. Well, and just to get the sport of wakeboarding in the magazine and, and especially a girl, I think it's just a really cool, wow. Like, what is that? You know, and it catches people's eye and absolutely. Um, and it's not even so much being naked. It's like, yeah, that's kind of like, whoa, wait a second. But it's also a girl, you know, seeing the wake and the boat and it's like, what is this world? You know? And, um, it was, yeah, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And it was a dream come true. Hey, uh, one other thing that I wanted to ask you about was, have you ever, like, with who you are in the sport, I'm sure so many fans for so long, have anybody ever, like, had you come and do something? Like, have you ever ended up, like, at, like some rich person, some famous person's, <laughs> like... A few different times, yeah. Occasionally, my mom would get an email from... Well, there's two different... Um, things I'm thinking of right now but one was a, a lawyer in New York and I was only I was still ninth grade so I must have been 15 wanted to send me and a friend I pick a friend to come up there and take him and his kids out on their private lake up in New York somewhere and I think they paid me too I can't remember if they paid me but I know it wasn't all they paid for the whole trip and I mean they had a nice place out there but um, I took Jackie, you know Jackie, took her and went out and had fun, took him wakeboarding. And I actually didn't even ride because my foot was broken, but um, I still know the family today. So it was. And it's cool to see their kids were so young when I went out there. I, was, I babysat them one night, but um, it's cool that they've moved down to Florida now and uh, their son, Jonathan Landa. Uh, competes in all the gravel tours and yeah. he's a little cable rat so it's kind of funny he's got a sick front flip that kid does no way i yeah. haven't seen it wow it's huge he, That's uh, awesome. he, he throws doubles at gravel tour he usually eats it but he throws doubles at gravel tour that's funny yeah any any other like he usually eats it that's even funnier. yeah yeah but I mean, at least he goes <laughs> for it awesome. that's awesome so anybody any like other like folks who you've showed up at their house or whatever taylor mccullough uh she's a pro women's rider uh now but back in the day i want to say she was turning 11 maybe only 10 but her dad emailed me and my mom said this guy wants to send you out for his daughter's birthday to take her wakeboarding and he's willing to pay you and you know um take care of all the travel and whatever and you know I was pretty young but um yeah it was all game my parents let me go and it's really cool to see her now you know being on the pro tour and living on my lake yeah you know? it's I mean she's that girl is she's number I think she's like number three in the world or something or number top like five That's or crazy, something. Yeah. Both boat and cable. So I remember I took her as a birthday present, one of my boards up there and signed it for her. And she was so excited. And she was just like, I just remember this cute little girl just jumping on the trampoline, wasn't listening to her dad. Um, just loving life. Yeah. Doing wakeboarding for the fun. And it's just so neat to like to see somebody who's like such a fanatic and still a part of like the sport with Taylor. Mm. That's that's pretty neat. So do you and her still chat and get along and stuff? You guys ever you ever bring oh, that up? Oh yeah, I always tackle her when I see her. She's funny. But um, even Megan Ethel, I think I met her in at nationals in Indianapolis. Does that sound right? Long, long time ago. Sure. I mean, she was tiny. And um, Megan's been around for a long time. I remember seeing this picture of me and her and she was just a little fan and her dad was telling me she's going to be the next, you know, she's riding a lot. She's, she's going to be you one day. She's going to be the next Dallas Friday. Sure enough. Look at her go. She's killing it. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, Dallas, you know, as your, as your career progressed um, and you've matured as an athlete, as a rider, as a person, uh, it, it, it seems to me like uh, you're starting to take some some other roles than just being the best female wakeboard athlete in the world. Um, it was 
uh, I I think most people would have identified you for a long time. You rode for O'Brien Wakeboard for like 15 years or so. And then, uh, what, five years ago or so, you you jumped on board with Ronix. Yeah, crazy. And I want to I wanna find out about why why you um because you're a pretty loyal girl you've been with, with i've been with all my sponsors since day one so you know i never switched clothing companies never switched boat companies so but the industry was going through some tough times you know the economy dropped and i didn't have my best year i was hurt and um luckily i have ferraro that kind of you know i think said something to paul and like she's seriously you know she's coming back and she's not done and um, it, it was incredible to be able to work with Ronix and, uh, design a women's board and, and to be a part of actually shaping and designing boards for women, um, is something I've really enjoyed and loved. Yeah. So how, how much did, how much of the process did you, um, help with? <laughs> um, quite a bit, a lot of back and forth. I don't even know if they're going to ask me to design a, another shape for probably how much work I made them do, but it ended up being, I think, exactly how it should be. And uh, the sales are great. Girls love it. You got the junior girls riding it that are on the podium. Um, and also the pro girls. So to be in the finals and to see three girls on your board killing it, it's pretty, it's a great feeling. Right. Okay, so Dallas, before we finish up here, uh, it was really awesome. Uh, we had a great weekend uh, last weekend. Uh, the weekend before recording this, of course, uh, I was with you in the Pacific Northwest for a Malibu event. We were out there for the Malibu Rider Experience, and it was the WWA's Western Wakeboard Regional Championships. And you were out there, and you were putting in. I was a really lot of excited time. to make it out there. Um, even being seven months pregnant, to get out of the house and go get in the boat and you know get back in the game, I felt. It's just, it's amazing. It gets me motivated to get back out on the water and reminds me of why I love the sport so much. But you, now you're, at these rider experience events, you Malibu athletes are the judges, the drivers, and the crew. So you actually, seven months pregnant, sat in the boat. It wasn't work. It was fun, you know, especially bonding with the team and um, hanging out with everyone again and catching up and, um you know joking with each other and just it's it was a great weekend it's exactly what i needed and you know just to be around the fans and you know sign boards for girls and see girls ride my board um just reminded me of how much i love it and i can't wait to get back in it that's great so uh you just said it seven months pregnant so seven months from uh when we record this episode right here right now today where do you where do you see yourself? Hopefully not pregnant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You never know. Um, who knows? I, I mean, know. you've been so it, maybe it, barefooting with you. <laughs> I mean, but you you definitely plan to come back, right? Oh, definitely. I even said, man, I hope there's an event in November, December, because I'm I'm in. <laughs> You're... But no, my babies do surf expo weekend, so it's going to be kind of crazy. Cool. So after the baby, you take a few months off and start just training and getting ready to get back at it? Uh, no, I think I'll ease into it. And like I went wake surfing over the weekend just for fun. You know, everyone's like, you don't need to go. I was like, I'm going there. Like, you shouldn't go. I was like, don't tell me what to do. Like, <laughs> um, you know, I just love being out on the water and whether it's wakeboarding, wake surfing. Um, I know once this baby comes out, I'm going to be eager to get out there. And not necessarily just to come back and compete, but just to do what I love. And, sure. And um, just the whole lifestyle and being Be around your it. friends and just having a good time. And yeah. Great. All right, Dallas, tell everybody uh, where you can be found on the social media. I mostly just do Instagram. Find me at Dallas Friday. All right, cool. And what about the folks that hook you up, your sponsors? Oh, I definitely have to thank Performance Ski and Surf, Malibu Boats, Fox Racing, Ronix Wakeboards. You guys have been incredible, and without you guys, I wouldn't be where I am today. And, um, yeah, 
all right, girl, well, I had a ton of fun, and I really appreciate you for having me out here, and we had a good time. Uh, I had a good time ripping behind your boat. I think I had a better time driving you behind my boat. Yeah, you're you're pretty talented behind yeah. the wheel there. Feet on fire, they need a driver. I'm your man. Hey, it's coming up July 12th. Thanks, Dan. Dal, thanks a ton. GoPuck, the leader in wearable power. GoPuck is the ultimate personal power solution to charge all USB-powered devices. Designed for those with an active lifestyle, you're able to clip, strap, or mount the power wherever you need, giving you the ability to easily rapid charge your devices multiple times hands-free. Three size options are available online at gopuck.com, and you can use promo code MANO30 at checkout for 30% off. Again, that's MANO30, M-A-N-O-3-0, at gopuck.com. Woodrose is a sunglass company based in Central Florida that manufactures frames from wood and other sustainable materials. With an infrastructure built on a passion for action sports, life on the water, and the love for the great outdoors, there's no doubt Woodrose handcrafted wooden and sustainable eyewear will fit your lifestyle. Use my promo code MANO30 and you'll get an additional 30% off your entire order. Once again, that's promo code MANO, M-A-N-O-3-0 at woodrose.com for 30% Set off everything. That's W-O-O-D-R-O-Z-E dot com. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the North, Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. All right, well, thank you to Dallas Friday for giving me the opportunity to record that interview with her. You know, Dallas is seven months pregnant, and uh, just to, to give me the time of day to do that, I, I give her a lot of credit. I know she's tired. She's taking care of a baby. She even pulled me out there, but it wasn't like I was like, hey, Dallas, will you give me a ride? She was like, hey, Dano, let me pull you behind the boat. I just want to get out there. So it was awesome. I think we got some really good content on that one. And uh, hopefully we'll get another opportunity to chat with Dallas in the future. Let's talk about some upcoming events. July 7th and 8th, that's this weekend. Stop number one of the Malibu Evolution Pro Series. It's the Malibu Factory Smoky Mountain Pro in Ludon, Tennessee. July 12th, we're going to have Feet on Fire at the Waterfront in Orlando if you guys are down here. Message me. You don't want to miss out on that event. July 14th, 15th, and 16th in Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Smack dab, 45 minutes in between Chicago, 45 minutes in between Milwaukee. Right there in the middle. Come join us for the Malibu Rider Experience, stop number four, and the Northern Wakeboard Regionals. The following weekend, we're in Canada for the final stop of the 2017 Malibu Boats Rider Experience Series. The following weekend, Wake Park Nationals in Waco. That's the last weekend in July. We kick off August in Ackworth, Georgia for the 2017 WWA Wakeboard National Championships. And then August 11th through the 13th, I'm going to be in Monroe, Louisiana, for the Collegiate Wakeboard Invitational. Now, if anybody listening is interested in having me announce, commentate, do voiceover work, appear at your next event, maybe you want to advertise on the Golden Mike Podcast, maybe you want me to record a voicemail message for you, or you just want to ask me a question in general, email me, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. You can also message me through the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page. On iTunes, be sure to find us and subscribe. Just search The Golden Mike Podcast. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and at noiseofthenorth.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Dano T Mano and at the Golden underscore Mike. On Instagram at Dano T Mano. And be sure to like and share The Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page with all of your friends. Thanks again to Dallas Friday, my awesome guest on this episode number 73. And now a few shout-outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thank you to SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Performance Ski and Surf, GoPuck, Malibu Boats, C4 Belts, Rockstar Energy, Lead Wake, CWB Board Company, 
Ronix, O'Brien, Slingshot, Wakeboards, Jenna Carruth on the web, and Rich Walsh on the audio. That's going to do it for today's show. I appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noise of the North, Dan Lamano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Light Podcast.